It's that time again! You've now entered the No Sales Zone. No Sales Zone. With Chris Fratz, the plumbing sales coach. Peels back the curtain of what sales really is. Buckle up. Buckle up. Buckle up. And get ready to learn how to increase ticket average by providing better service. And now. Now. Are you ready? Your host. Ladies, ladies and gentlemen. Please, please welcome CF, the plumbing sales coach. Everybody, welcome to this special Saturday edition, which I know is kind of at a weird time and a weird date, but I just wanted to take some time and share some stuff with you guys. Now, I've been all over the road. I've been traveling all over the place last month. We didn't really hardly do any shows. We only did like three or four shows. And so wanted to throw a bonus show in here, bonus show in here today and talk about something that I see a lot of owners make a big mistake on even sales guys. I see service plumbers make the same mistake and it is a problem and I want to address it tonight and it has a lot to do with the question is more really better. You know, a lot of times is it, is it good time to, to add more trucks? Is it a good time to add another technician? Is it a good time to add more calls? All of these different things that we struggle with as business owners. And then also how many calls do we give our technicians? Uh, should we give them more calls? Should we get in more calls? Will that raise revenue? So we're going to talk about that tonight. What I want to say what's up to Leslie Harpool in the house. Guillermo Alvarez, good to see you, sir. Good to see you on the show. Gary Phillips and Tom Shell. Tom's out in Florida. Gary, where are you out of? Where are you guys watching the show from today? What company are you with? Patrick Jorge Basenga out of uh, San Fran. I almost said uh, Portland for some reason, but out of San Francisco. In fact, I just flew by there. Flew uh, into o Oakland uh, a couple about a week ago. Got to see what a beautiful city that is off in the distance. Leslie says, "Hey, hey, what's up, Leslie? Irma, good to see you as well. Good to see you, Leslie. Leslie has been a long, long time client, and also working with them more uh, in interactively, uh, really hands on on a regular basis with their plumbing company out of Choctaw." Oklahoma, right outside of Oklahoma City. So where are you guys from? Where are you guys at? What plumbing company? What company? What do you do? If you're not in plumbing, what do you do? He says, we're safe. The typhoon is out to sea. I just got a message from Pastor Randy Gilmore. You guys all know, and you've seen and met on this show. They're in Japan right now. Who's going through some crazy, crazy stuff. But today we're talking about when is more uh, too much? Uh, when is more hurting? When is more not the solution? And sometimes we feel like by generating more revenue, it can help. And by generating more calls, we can get that revenue. And if we don't do it the right way, in fact, I see a lot of times where more calls just actually runs you out of business faster than, than, than what, you, what you're thinking because you guys don't know your numbers or you're not selling things at the right prices or you're not, you're not going into these situations and, and maximizing your opportunities. And so you're not only leaving money on the table, but you're leaving your customers in, in situations and you think you're doing them a great service. You think you're helping them out. And a lot of times you're not and they end up calling someone else. I've been on the Heinz end of that phone call meeting where I've been the plumbing company they called because they're tired of calling someone else to deal with it. Commercial sales, rotor, rooter, San Antonio, Texas. Jimmy Fisher, good to see you on the on the call. Commercial sales, that you know, it's all the same. Working with residential clients and working with commercial clients, you still have to build that relationship. You still have to earn that trust. You still have to build that education and information with that customer. And even in that industry, no matter what you're doing, no matter if it's residential or commercial sales, or even if it's a whole entirely different service company, sometimes more hurts. 
And now what I want to talk about is a couple of different ways that that happens. And I really noticed, especially with the different going, I, like I said before, I was trying to count it up, but what are we in October right now? We're in the 10th month of the year. And I think I've been to, it might even be 12, 12 different companies I've been to so far traveling around the U.S. and one company out in Canada. And I just see this common theme. I see this, this common problem. And it's, do I add more calls? Do I, do I, do I need to market more? You know, what should I do is when it comes to remarket marketing, what kind of calls should I get? Cause you know, more calls is one thing. And then what kind of calls to get, how big is your shop? That's, it's going to play a lot into that. And then, and then when the calls come in, what do we do? Do I, do I give six of them to Jimmy? Cause Jimmy's really good. And then I move, I move two over here to Tommy cause uh, Tommy's not as good. You know, how do I manage that? And and so I'm going to give more to, to, to my best guy. And sometimes I'm going to tell you all the time that actually ends up hurting you. I've experienced that in my own personal life where I've tried to take on more than I can handle. I've experienced that as a GM and, and as an operations manager where I put too much on a guy. I've also noticed that it, that it wears not just the technician out when it comes to, to sales and service and being able to treat the customer. They start burning through the calls, but it wears them out physically and mentally in the fact that they got to get themselves up for six different problems or five different problems. And, and I've, I've learned something else. I had, I was just out at, uh, I'm going to call John Hatch out. Sorry, John, if you're watching, I'm going to call you something you said to me in privacy, but I'm going to say it. But you, you said to me, you said, man, you felt like uh, in any situation, you, you, you were talking about me, I could get myself out of it with sales. Like I could sell in plumbing, I could sell in anything. And the, re the reality is I've, I've had the opportunity to do that, but I have learned this one common thing. It's all the same. It's all the same. And it doesn't really matter what the situation is. Now, when it comes to service plumbing, when it comes to this, even commercial sales for Roto-Rooter, residential sales for Roto-Rooter or for whatever company we're talking about, what, no matter what company you work for, when you walk into that home and someone's got a leak or they got a problem on their hands or they got something they have to handle, they are literally in distress. Now, sometimes it's not as big of a deal. In other cases, it's a huge deal. Sometimes you find out you need a new sewer line and that's a big deal. Sometimes you find out it's a small little refrigerator ice maker line that's been leaking for three months and you got mold all throughout the, the, the crawl space and all through. That's a big deal. And sometimes we find out it's, it's a toilet that won't stop running. It, it's annoying and it can be a problem and it can eventually turn into a big deal. But for right now, it's not the end of the world. We got, I remember getting phone calls from people like, it's an emergency. You got to get out here right now. The the faucet won't stop dripping into the sink. And I'm like, okay, is the water going down the drain like it's designed to do? Yeah, okay, that stinks, but we can get out there tomorrow. And so there's a couple of ways that I've, a couple of things that I've seen that common mistakes that I see at these plumbing shops that I'm going to give you guys today. I'm going to share with you guys right now on this show so you can avoid them in the future. You can stop doing them. My man, John Graham in the house. Leslie Harpool is tagging Andrea. Robert Avila, good to see you, moment. My boy, my brother, Rocho. That's what I call him, Rocho, my Rocho. Wes Corville, Kevin Todd Holbrook, good to see you guys. David Vanny. I love, I, love, uh, I love talking about this stuff because it's common mistakes that I see that can be easily avoided, and they're going to make a big difference. Uh, the first one I'm going to, and I'm going to lose a lot of you is I'm going to say this, this one right here. And a lot of you are going to shut me off and go, no, if we do that, it'll, you know how much money I make from that. And you're going to shut it down before you can give me a chance to finish. But I'm just going to tell you right now. And it's on call. 
It's this after hours emergency call. Now, before you shut me out, I have a solution to the problem that you're probably thinking of right away, but on call, this idea of on call. Oh my goodness. Look, if you want to do it to provide service, that's one thing. And there's ways to do that. But if you want to do it to make more money, you're just wearing your guy out. First of all, uh, I learned this uh, a Saturday show. All right. I like it. Mike says, uh, and, and I see the, the viewers are slowly creeping on. People don't expect that, me to have the show on a Saturday. Who knows? Might get loose on this thing and go for a little while and cover some topics. If you got questions, ask them. Uh, but look, I was, I learned this. I used to do a lot of uh, youth ministry, a lot of teen ministry. We do these things called all nighters and would just, man, be a spiritual moment, have a great time with the teens, take them out into the, to, to, you know, like the countryside, get a place for the night, do a campfire, then do like laser tag in the middle of the night, do all these fun events, all these different things. And what we ended up doing was create monsters the next day. They were really tired, wore out because they were up all night. And then they sent them back to their families. Like, good luck teenagers sleep deprived. In fact, they say the number one form of torture is sleep deprivation. And that's what you're doing to your guy. It's, it's a tough, it's a tough one. I've seen so many guys that get wore out Now I get it. You got a big client base or you something like that. And you got to service them. You got to take care of them. But how many calls are truly emergencies from old customers versus new customers that are really aren't even emergencies altogether. And I know the numbers because I've seen it from both sides. And I'll tell you the other thing too. I'll tell you the other thing right now. If you want to go back and really look at the numbers and really analyze, if you've got even if you've got 10 guys and you're running 100 calls a week, those most of those customers can wait. They can leave a message. You can get back to them. You can let them know, hey, look, we're not open in the middle of the night, but if you have a problem in the middle of the night, give us a call. If it's an emergency and you have to call someone else to get a Band-Aid on it, let us know. We'll take some of the money that you spent with them and apply it towards the, the bigger problem. If they tell you that you have a bigger problem, just do the minor Band-Aid. But look, you're not going to miss out on anything. You're not going to miss anything. He says, so what would they say the typical workday should be hourly? You know, honestly, a, a, a typical day. Now, if your guys aren't working on call and they're just working Monday through Friday, they're just working a typical day and they're focused and they're alert, which is what I was going to get the point of is that when you sleep deprive them, half this 75% and I... You know, me working sales, every industry, everywhere, seeing everything is, is mental. It's mental. Jimmy says, tell my boss this. It's mental. Uh, and if you take that away from your guys, man, that's really, that's really, you put them in a bind. And they're not going to give you the, the effort the next day. So they're going to burn through two or three calls the next day. They're, they're not going to, they're just, it's going to be wasted. The whole next day, so you might as well just give them the next day off. Now, some of you might say, well, we do that. And then we have them work you know, the nights and we have, but is, are you really making up for it? And just, again, it depends on how big of a shop you have and how you have that rotation. If they're doing it though, every single week, man, that's tough. But I'm telling you, and it really frees up these guys mentally. Now, as far as like working overtime, they're still going to be able to work overtime. I've seen this work. I've, we've done this. I did this. In fact, I know of a few companies right now that have followed suit and they don't have, um, they don't have on call. They do just fine because their guys are fresh and alert. They go out and they take. And the next point I was going to make is how many calls do you need to give your guy per day? You know, you get to that point where they start doing the four and five and six calls. They're just, they have no choice but to burn through those calls. They have no choice but to hurry up and get a Band-Aid, get it fixed, collect the money and move on to the next one. Customer doesn't feel like they got a lot for their money. Yeah, they only spent two, 300 bucks, 100 bucks, 150 bucks, uh, 250 bucks, 350, whatever it is, 400 bucks. But no one really won there. 
what I've seen is you go in, you, you start averaging a thousand a call and that's very doable. Two calls a day sold at the right number of hours, the right of money, per, right money per hour, provide the great service, provide the replacement stuff, the quality stuff, the best stuff for another show for another time we get into product knowledge and all that stuff, but providing that kind of stuff. I've seen that work to where a guy is turning 10 to $15,000 out of his truck on a regular basis every single week working eight. And you ask me how, what, what should the hours be? Uh, it's different for everywhere, but I, you know, as long as you're getting to your homes, that first call is eight o'clock, nine o'clock AM, they're showing up. So that means they're showing up to the shop, 7 AM, 7 30 AM, getting ready, getting their truck ready for the day. Uh, I used to tell my guys like, look, show up, be ready to be dispatched by seven 30. If you didn't clean your truck out the night before, you better get there at 7 AM and get it ready. If, if you, if you came back to the shop and got it cleaned out the night before, then, you know, you could show up closer to seven 30. If, but be, you better be ready to be dispatched. If we had a meeting or something like that, different, different, a little bit different story. Just adjust that, that time. Um, but that was what, what I did personally. Um, and then the other thing I noticed is, is that when the guys get off every night at four and five o'clock, four and five o'clock, then they start, they don't mind work until seven or eight once in a while. So they don't mind that. They really don't because what happens is, is they feel like they're winning for the team in those moments. They don't feel like they're being taken advantage of. They don't feel like they're on an island. They don't feel like they're by themselves. But you get that call at 2 a.m. and all rationality, all emotion, motion kicks in, rationality kicks out. Then they're mad at you because they got calls. They're mad at the world. They hate it. They're tired. They go, they deal with it. Then you, the next day you hear about it. Oh, man, last night I had to, oh, I was this morning, this whole, I'm telling you, it's in their head. Then they go out to that first call and they're, they, they get through that one, but Man, by noon, by by, they need time at home. Leslie says, uh, "Man, they do. They they got families. Man, quality of life. I don't care how much you pay them. Some guys eat, eat that money up. Man, they'll sacrifice their own family time. Leave, let them do that. Don't do not feed into that. You want to create opportunities for guys to have quality of life to go home, see their family, see their kids, watch their kids grow up." I'm going to tell you, you, what, you wonder why turnover is so high. <clears throat> you wonder why turnover is so high. It's because the grass is always greener um, unless you can make it not greener. Fertilize your own grass, take care of it. Then it doesn't have to, doesn't have to be that way. Nate Murray, what's up, my man? He says, a little early for the fresh. <laughs> Christy, Christy and BJ out of Amarillo, you know, these they, they don't run on call. They don't run on call. Um, you know, look, uh, how do you get times to slow down? You know, you just, you got to control, you, you know, your business is, it, it's almost like uh, I watch sometimes, I, I swear it's funny as I think about the plumbing industry, the plumbing business, running a plumbing business. Uh, uh, yeah, he says the smirks and smart opinions don't work your guys to the dirt. All that stuff wears on your guys. Um Septic tank leaks, the grass is greener. He says, how do you get the time to slow down? I, like, I think about running a business, service business of any kind, honestly, but really a plumbing business because it comes at you so hard and fast. It comes in waves. I think about like riding a bull, right? When they 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 open they open the gates up and just the bull's just going crazy. Uh, Chrissy, that's exactly the point I'm going to make. Um, you know, and then the guy gets off the bull. And then he gets off the bull. And a lot of you owners, you want to ride the bull. You think you think riding the bull for 12 seconds will make you more money. It's not going to make you more money. It's going to break your back. Riding the bull for 16 seconds, you're not going to win. 
It's not how you win. It's how well you ride the bull for eight seconds. It's how well you ride that bull. It's how well you run that business. You operate that business. Don't don't let that business run you. You got to run that business and you got to control that thing. And there's just realities. Okay. There's just realities. And when it's all about the money, then that's when you start making these kinds of decisions. But when it's all about the service, it's not, you know, I've heard this for years. I've heard this statement where you're as an owner, as a manager, your customer is your employee. Your employee has a customer and that is your, that's your paying customer, but your customer is the employee. And so you got to take care of your guys. You got to, you just do, you got to, you have to. And if you don't, someone else will, or they'll at least promise to. And then that's when your guys leave. And then you're like, it's not going to be any better there. And they're like, but it is, they said it was going to be because you left opportunities for them to point out weaknesses for them to say it's going to be better. Yeah, look, I'm going to tell you, uh, no problem going to guys and being like, you owe me. Like, it's 3 o'clock in the afternoon, 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Like, I need you to get in that crawl space and repipe this. I need you to go pull out this heavy water heater. I need you to get up there in that attic and do the – I need you to – because they knew at 5 or 6 o'clock, 4 o'clock, 2 o'clock is slow, full day's pay. You just, you got to work it. You got to, you got to take care of the guys. Now, I, I, look, every state has different rules with how you pay your guys and don't get yourself into a jam. I, I will tell the owners this, make sure you take care, make sure the company wins before everyone else wins. Companies, uh, it's a living, breathing entity. It's got to make money. How does all this really apply to sales? Well, I'm going to tell you how it applies to sales. When you put your guys in a good position where they feel taken care of, we don't, this isn't socialism. Everyone doesn't make the same. You got to go out there and earn it. You got to go out there and win it. You kill what, you know, you, you eat what you kill kind of thing, uh, in a, in a works in a results based environment. Okay. When you have that right culture, that situation set up, man, guys go out and they can win for you big time. They can win for their families. They can win for you. And you're not slave driving them. You're literally just providing opportunities for them in the normal working hours. And they go out and they do it and they do it big. And, and you know, honestly, I tell you right now, you don't have to work late into the hours. If you charge the right prices, you take care of your customers and you do the right thing, there's a good chance that on that big dig job that takes a week, on that big tunnel job that takes four days or that big sewer line job that takes two or three days or, or even just one night overnight, you could put your customer up in a hotel room for 130 bucks and, and be a decent hotel room, 150 bucks and be a decent hotel room. It ain't that deep. Right, there's you got to think outside the box. Just more isn't always better, okay? More calls, that was my point for tonight. I wanted to just make sure you guys know that more is not always better. More calls, more trucks, it's not always better. More guys is not always better. If you guys don't have your systems in place, you know, think about this. If if you had a train going down the tracks at two miles an hour and you saw it was wobbling a little bit, what do you think is going to happen at 60 miles an hour? What do you think is going to happen at 60 miles an hour? Everybody gets so excited about getting more and bigger and more trucks on the road and more guys in the, in the trucks and more calls and we're big and we're huge. And look at us. We're everywhere. We're making, you know, $5 million in revenue, $10 million in revenue, $100 million in revenue. It doesn't matter if it's not the right kind of revenue done the right way in a way that you can sleep at night because you provide a great service, but also in a way that shows that you're stable 
and you're ready and you can take it on if if when the waves die down when 08 comes again when 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 a big 2008 you know the big problem there when that comes again at some point you're ready for that because you built something on a foundation made of 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 cement and concrete not sand and this is the problem i see so many early business owners make when I go on the road or so many newer companies make when I go on the road is they don't want to take the time to get the systems and processes in place, which if you guys don't know already who the million dollar plumber is, just check him out. But you guys got to get these processes and systems in place. You got to, you got to have, and you got to work your business when you're, when you are the ones that are, you know, as an owner, you, you, you know, day one, you wear so many different hats. Day one, you're the CSR. Day one, you're the technician. Day one, you're the owner. Day one, you're the service manager. Day one, you're collections. Day one, you're everything. And then eventually you you get going and you hire an apprentice and now you take that. You know, you're wearing one, one big hat, but honestly, it's not one big hat. It's like a hundred hats. And so you take that one little apprentice hat off and you get, because you're the guy that's going to get your own tools. You're the guy that's going to get your own parts. You're the guy that's getting in and out of the crawl space, but eventually you got a guy working for you or something, or you get your truck and then you got, you get some branding and you, you keep growing and you get some things. I saw Ron Blevins just jump on here. They just rebranded. I, I got to imagine that was terribly difficult mentally to do, to think through that process of like, when's the right time to do this? Should we do this? But it came out looking beautiful because they took the opportunity. They took the risk and did it. But they didn't wait until they had 100 trucks. They didn't wait until they had 500 trucks. They did it when they realized it and they made the decision and made, and they did it. And it looks great. Hopefully, you guys have seen that. Pristine plumbing looks awesome. I love the direction they went. I wonder. I was always wondering what, why more companies don't go that direction. I don't want to give away their secret. They know what I'm talking about. It looks beautiful. looks amazing. It's definitely going to catch people's attention, but why wait? If you know, get your systems and processes in place, get things ironed out, get things detailed out now. Don't wait. Get this ship stable, get that train, because I'm telling you at 60 miles an hour, that train's going to derail. So number one, I see you guys overbooking your guys. Number two, you're overbooking your guys. You're putting, you're putting five and six calls on the guys. Number two, I, I said, you, you stop doing on call this, this after hour stuff. Uh, you can do it if you're a much bigger company and you can rotate guys on and off and there's a way and it makes sense. And you're just serving your customer base. Like I would just give that access to my current customer base. I wouldn't use that as a loss leader. I wouldn't wear my guy down just as a loss leader. I wouldn't wear my guy down. When I say loss leader, meaning it's work that gets work. You're just exchanging time for future work. That's what loss leaders are. It's, uh, these companies that go out there and do this, I, I said this the other night, these guys that go out there and do these $49 drain cleans, it's just a loss leader. They're just doing the $49 drain clean so that they can hurry up and get another guy on uh, or so they can hurry up and find the bigger problem so it's a loss leader. They're not really trying to make money on the drain clean. They're trying to make money on the sewer line or whatever they're going to sell that customer. And so there's just realities that some things need to be a loss leader and some things don't. One of them shouldn't be your guys at 2 a.m. With more help, absolutely you can, Nate. When you have a much bigger company, when you've got 20 trucks, when you got 15 trucks on the road and one guy's doing it once every two weeks and he can take the next day off completely and it doesn't affect anything and you can pay him for that and it's just a way to service your current customer base, because you got so many calls coming in in the middle of the night. But I would I would argue right now that if you really do the, the numbers and you really take a look at how many late night calls you're getting, and I know some of you are going to say, but you don't understand. The other night we got this power vent. Uh, two nights ago I got this flooded. I get it. You did. You made money in the middle of the night. I, I, I'm not doubting that you didn't do that. 
What I'm wondering is the effect and toll it has on your long-term future as a company, whether it be that guy getting tired of it and finally going working somewhere else where they're listening to what I'm saying and they're not having on call, or is it a, a, a guy leaves and gets tired and just gets tired because he gets into an argument with you because he's he's just dead tired the next day and makes poor decisions. I mean, what what is it going to be that eventually costs this guy? Because it will be something. That stuff where it's the wife that gets tired of the guy leaving in the middle of the night. It's just something eventually wears on your guys and they eventually leave. And I'm telling you right now, it comes down to quality of life. It's not always money. And a lot of these guys are not going to, they're not confrontational, like in the ways you would think. So then they hold on to that and they wait and then you eventually just lose them. And you don't know why, why you don't know why this guy quit on you. This is, this can be the reasons why these can be some of the reasons why. And I'm, and I'm telling you more is not always better. Having the wrong guy on your staff can hurt you the rest of your team. Keeping a guy for too long when you should let him go because he's just not listening. He's taking advantage of the system. All these things can affect you. More is not always better. The other one I wanted to cover tonight, I really, really, look, I just, this is stuff I see all the time, different companies, constant mistakes. And when you trim the fat, that's what I like to look at what we're talking about tonight is trimming the fat. You know, you can buy a, a 15 ounce steak. But if four ounces of its fat doesn't really help you out at all, doesn't really help you out at all. So why not just buy the, the premium 11 ounce cut? Not producing, right? They did a study. Uh, don't even remember who it was. They did a study with major college like uh, Stanford or Berkeley or fill in the blank with another bunch of smart people college. I didn't go to college. Um, the, the, the study was they had they had these group of people work it was 50 hours. They had another group work 40 hours. And what they found was the same group, or I'm sorry, the, the two different groups did the same amount of work. They accomplished the same amount of work. They couldn't accomplish any more hours in the 10 extra hours or any, any more work in the 10 extra hours. And what they find is that people get tired. They're not properly motivated. People get wore out. There's only so much someone could do. BJ says, take care of you guys the best you can. Can't work them to that. They have a family also. Need to trim the trees when it's time to do it. Hey, look, yeah, you know, it's uh it, it is. When when your guys go to you know home, they got they got a honeydew list too. These are dudes. These are probably guys, most guys in this industry are do it themselves. You know, we always make fun of the customer. We go, oh, everyone thinks they can be a plumber, but then we go home, we're all electricians, we're all HVAC guys, we're all roofers, whatever. Um, but we go home and we're, we're for the most part going to be mechanically inclined. That's what it comes down to. And so we're going to do a lot of this stuff ourselves. And we got to, we got to leave them time to do that. We got to leave them time to do that. We got to take care of them so they can, they can afford to take their kids to the movies. They can afford to take their kids go-karts and then give them the time to do it. We got to make sure they have enough money to take their family to uh, Disneyland, to, to take their families to Disney World, to take their families to Branson, Missouri, to take their families to the Great Wolf Lodge, to whatever the event is, the thing is the kids want to go to, or honestly anymore, it's just put them in the football program or the lacrosse program. Can I get an, AM from, uh, an amen from you parents out there? Seriously, like these sports programs are so expensive. These just different like uh, ballet and, and uh, music lessons and the instruments and everything is just so expensive, right? And so it adds up, and but there's got to be time to go enjoy that too. It does them no good to work and, and kill themselves so they can put their kid through a football program or put their kid through guitar lessons and then not be able to go to the recital or the ballet or the football game and they actually enjoy it with them. 
Yeah, that's true, Jimmy. It's also knowing that you only have eight hours to get it done instead of 10. You get the job more effective and efficient. Even more to that point right there, be a blessing so they can be a blessing. Absolutely. Uh, talking about owners to their employees. But I'll tell you another thing. Uh, this is really, really big. Um, when your guys are are more rewarded from their ability to get the job or the done right the first time, uh, uh, the right way the first time, uh, they tend to get it done a little bit better and more and faster, honestly. Or they don't mind the extra hour it takes them to do it because they're getting uh, rewarded for that, meaning uh, they're getting paid based on some sort of reward system. Not necessarily just commission like percentages, but sold hours. Uh, Richard Bainey uh, has HVI as the program. He and, and I usually would teach a company, you know, reward your guys based on that HVI system, but it's hours sold is what it comes down to. And, and helping your guys understand like a water eater should take X amount of time. I'm going to pay you this amount of time for it. And I know other everywhere's got different states. I'm not getting into that with the laws, but you could have a base pay with a bonus structure, right? So there's a reality that you can accomplish the law and put them in a rewards-based system. If you want more information, if you're in my training programs right now, um, easily you get access to a Facebook group. In addition to the training, you get access to a Facebook group. You can ask on there what other owners are doing, and they'll tell you. They'll share with you. I was like 30 other owners on there. Um, you can easily get access to that information and get access to those guys, and they can share that with you if you need help. But I'll just tell you right now, having a results-based environment where – the guy wins when you win and the employee and the customer when, when the employee wins, when the customer wins and, and the right selling this stuff the right way and, and to customers when they need it, man, every, it's just so awesome to see that when that kind of, cause the customers get so happy. The customers are so honestly, they are so happy when you're done. They're so thankful for the, for the service they got and the product you gave them and the process and everything they went through, the reviews are written differently. I've read, I've read your reviews. I've seen some of your reviews, you know, it's a great company, awesome to do business with, uh, been using them for years. They're wonderful. Uh, five stars, great, great company. Awesome guy. Uh, used Ken for years. Now he's wonderful versus these other companies that I'm training where it's, um, well, first of all, it started at when they first answered the phone, they were amazing. I just really enjoyed that lady. Uh, they made me feel at ease right away. Then they sent Steve out, but first Chris called me on the phone and blah, 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 blah. And then Steve came out and this is like, this is like book. That's, customers read that, they're calling you. They're, they're, uh, they're, they're not only reading that and going, okay, I want to use them. But when you show up, they feel like they know you a little bit better. They feel like they know you when they call you and that relationship's already starting to be built. And I'm telling you, that goes light years when it comes to the options that you offer them. And if you're doing business the right way, those reviews stick, meaning people are very much involved and very much excited about the idea of using you that time and using you in the future. Um, versus them going in and, and erasing and changing it out. Yeah, look, I just saw my my producer put that up there fresh. If you guys want to subscribe to the show, the show is now called the Fresh Sales Approach. That is what uh, I'm sharing with you guys. It's my way of doing it. I have a five-step pro process in every home. Fears, remove the fear from the customer and help them settle down and get, get at ease. And then review, review the problem from the customer's perspective. And then examine, examine the whole house, not just the symptom and uh, it's not the isolated issue, and then suggest, suggest three options or um, solves to their problem and then help them make the right decisions. F-R-E-S-H, F-R-E-S-H. Yeah, I've got to learn how to spell my own last name. But Fresh, if you guys want to subscribe to the show and get more tips and ways 
to do that, type that in right now into the comments. You'll get a message from Messenger. And when you respond to that message in Messenger, that will complete the process. So just typing into the comments now is step one. Step two is typing it into the message that you get from Messenger. Also, if you want me to reach out to you personally, if you want to get on the phone with me uh, for 30 minutes and go over a quick consultation with you of how I can help you, what products I have to offer you, like my weekly training that a lot of people are in, type service into the comments right now. Service, S-E-R-V-I-C-E. You'll get another message from uh, from Messenger. Also, you'll uh, get a link sent to you for uh, where you can look at all the different products and or the product and see what we have and what, we, what we're doing. And you'll also get a message from someone on my staff that will connect us so that you can set a time up for me and you top on a Zoom call or a phone call. And we'll go through uh, where you're at and with what, what you need help with. And, and I'm usually help you right there on the phone, right on that consultation. I'll usually give you some advice and help you out. Guys, look, I love you. I, I really do. I've also got a new product that I'm offering. Uh, it's limited to just six companies. So I'm only taking the first six companies is uh, all I'm going to offer it to. It's going to be every single week. I'm going to hop on and take you six through just as if I was coming out to your shop. Speaking of which, more is not always better. Me going out to all these shops is not always the best thing for you or the best thing for me and my family as I have eight kids. So instead of going to shops now, I figured out a way to take that information that I was sharing with you, work with your company one-on-one to where you guys can hop on there. I can give you the information live. You can ask me questions. Then on top of that, I'll go through your price book with you. And I'll also go through and help you guys set up bundle packages and different things that you can be um, really offer your customers that are kind of like pre-sold items, pre, pre, pre-packaged items, if you will, for, um, different, different issues that you run into the home, the different things I teach the owners when I go to their shops, this will be huge because this will be literally a fifth or a sixth or an eighth of what I charge when I come out to the shop. And, but it will give you that same information that you guys want. And I can give it to more people at once, but I am limiting it to six companies only. So we're starting that here in a couple of weeks. So you'll want to reach out to me about that and we'll get you set up with some information. Guys, this was the special Saturday. I know a lot of you are watching football or into football and you guys are watching your favorite uh, college teams. Looks like a lot of the favorites are winning today. I did see one team struggling, um, but we got a couple more games coming up. Penn State's got a big big game coming up today where, where they're playing another ranked team. I don't really keep up with sports. I looked it up ahead of time. I'm not going to lie, just so I can know I have a little bit of intelligence before I said anything, but I don't really know what's going on. Cause I don't really care. I know my Dodgers just lost um, because they blew it. Like always they put their, their clothes, they put their best uh, regular season guy in at the postseason, and they just blew it. Uh, the Braves blew it. I know Nick, Nick's upset about that. The Braves blew it in the first inning. We blew it in the 10th. <laughs> what are you going to do? All right. Uh, and you know, that's honestly, we can take a sales lesson out of that. You can blow it right at the front door. You can blow it at the very end. That's why it's important that you learn some sort of system to take yourself and your guys through when you're going through the home. So your customers getting that same experience, a consistent experience every single time when they can count on like, uh, like I use the, the fresh system, F R E S H fears, review, examine, suggest, and help. This is something that you can teach your guys, something you can learn, something that will stick with your company. I'm telling you, reach out to, for me about the training and uh, we'll get you connected with whatever works best for you and your company. Again, just type service into there. If you just want to connect with me by watching the show more and you don't want to miss another episode, type fresh into the comments. And make sure you respond to the message. Guys, I love you. And as always, remember to just serve your communities in everything you do, not just plumbing. We'll see you guys next week. Have a great, have a great weekend.